Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Seven Chakras, episode 43. Never underestimate the power of a happy person. And the reason that is so powerful, AJ, is because when we are in our joy, when we're just hanging around, having fun with our friends, our family, our coworkers, we're laughing, we're not, we don't have any agenda going on, that's us. That's simply us being us. Not being scared, not being afraid, not being intimidated. It's just us. We're in our joy. There is nothing wrong at that exact moment in time. And it's that joy that can catapult us to where we want to be. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. So what's going on, action takers? AJ here, and you are listening to My 7 Chakras, your destination for information, stories, and ideas that will change the way you look at the world around you. And today, I am electrified to bring you our featured guest, Chris Alexandria. So Chris, are you ready to inspire? Oh, absolutely, AJ. Great. So Chris Alexandria is the founder of Angel Chatter and the creator of all the angelically inspired products. Each one exists to help you become more inspired and empowered, balancing your many chakras. So Chris, I've given our listeners a short intro. So take about a minute and tell us more about yourself. Well, I am an angel intuitive, which means I chat with the angels. And as you so eloquently said, I have a wide array of products that are exclusively ours. And each one is designed, AJ, to inspire and empower. And one of the ones that was perfect for this show was my Radiance Collection, as an example, because there are natural gemstones, and they align with the many chakras we have 
helping you to be balanced and radiant. Because everything I do is to help you become inspired and empowered, helping you live the life you deserve, the one that you desire, not the one that I want for you, but the one you want. And that's what it all comes down to. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that awesome introduction. And we are definitely going to discuss about gemstones and of crystals and vibrations and how do people actually go about uh, choosing or selecting their own uh, gemstones. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> and, and before that, before we actually begin our show, you have that golden opportunity to give our listeners a dose of inspiration. So are you ready? I am. So Chris, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life. My favorite quote is never underestimate the power of a happy person. And the reason that is so powerful, AJ, is because when we are in our joy, when we're just hanging around, having fun with our friends, our family, our coworkers, we're laughing, we're not, we don't have any agenda going on. That's us. That's simply us being us, not being scared, not being afraid, not being intimidated. It's just us. We're in our joy. There is nothing wrong at that exact moment in time. And it's that joy that can catapult us to where we want to be at any given moment. Because it's when we get in that fear that we get afraid and we end up doing all sorts of beautiful self-sabotaging techniques. But yet when we're in that joy, we know, we own that everything and anything is possible. Mm -hmm. I think what you shared is really profound. You mentioned never underestimate the power of a happy person. And mm -hmm. you sort of alluded to the fact that happiness is something that you can experience right now in this very moment and it sort of points out to the importance of being mindful because a lot of times we plan to be happy in the future or we think about how we experienced happiness in the past some nostalgic moments or past memories which is great but uh, i think being mindful in this very moment right now as you are listening to the show that takes some practice is that correct oh it takes tremendous practice you know, it's, we've gotten so busy, and that's the word, we've got so busy doing that we take pride when we can multitask and do many things at one time. Oh, I did so many things today, you wouldn't believe it. It's like a badge of honor, <laughs> which is uh, kind of rather funny. It takes away from that whole mindfulness tact. So for those that do yoga, it's, there's that saying, take your yoga off the mat. It's, it's just being aware. It, it's something very simple as starting with your breath, paying attention attention to how are you breathing? Are, are you hyperventilating your day away, which is many of us do because we get under a lot of stress. Let's face it, society has created this beautiful stress machine. And we have all, for the most part, gleefully complied. And oh, I'm under so much stress today, I can't believe it. And it's another badge of honor. And it's, it's one I try to run away from at any given moment. Uh, but I know I'm starting to as an example, I'm overwhelming myself when I start taking those deep cleansing breaths, even to the point my husband will go, what's wrong? And I'll look at him and say, nothing. I just realized I'm, I just need to take a break and I'm just doing some breathing. He's like, okay, you sure? I'm like, uh, I'm absolutely fine. But it's, it's, it's starting with your breath. You know, it's that breath, that moment is peace. That breath, that moment is love. That breath, that moment is joy. That breath, that moment is you. 
So with that inspirational thought in mind, let's go outdoors. That's right. Let's imagine that you're conducting a health workshop out in the mountains and someone asks you, Chris, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them? Well, first of all, I would probably be at the beach versus the mountains and more of a beach girl. <laughs> uh, second of all, the the answer would be multifold because there is a business side of me just like you. So I have Angel Chatter, which is all about inspiring and empowering. So that's a very big focus of me. And then on the personal side, it would definitely be to practice what I preach. Take those inspirational moments. Be ever mindful of how nature is around me. You know, we live on an island, so I see a lot of wildlife, the ducks. Ducks run the island here, ducks and cats. So looking at the different cycles of their life is actually quite a beautiful reminder of, of my own on how short one cycle can be to the next. You know, babies, baby ducks are born here throughout the spring and summer, and then to watch them grow so quickly mm-hmm. is quite fascinating. So it's just those little nuances. I mean, there's not any one specific thing, AJ, except to be mindful. What is nature showing you at this exact moment? As I'm sitting in my office, the sun is starting to set. So it's this beautiful golden cascade of that's just being shown on the various houses and the trees that are barren right now. It's beautiful. And it's not something I would naturally see if I wasn't sitting in my office. So you don't even have to be outside. You can look at your window to see what is going on and take that moment to appreciate it. Because when we take those moments, those little tiny vignettes, those 30 seconds of things to appreciate something, anything, it helps to balance our chakras, it expands our heart, it expands our awareness. So we begin to see more of what is always there in front of us, whether we have seen it up to that point or not. So it's it's actually quite a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Now, your work deals with energy and vibrations, auras and much more. And for thousands of years, the ancient elders have been passing on knowledge about these energy centers, such as chakras and meridians. So what is your definition of the chakras and what is the significance, if any, of the chakras in your practice? Oh, great question. So a chakra, my definition, there are simply energy portals. Uh, Those that are interested in it will see Typically, we see the major seven, you know, the root, sacral, solar, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. I work with more. You know, there's the earth star chakra that's six inches below your feet. It helps you to be grounded. And people can sometimes have a misconception on grounding. It's not being stuck. It's being present. And then we have the etheric heart chakra, not well known at all, but that's really the true gateway of your heaven on earth reality. Because our physical heart, the one that we typically know, the green, is it deals, even though it's energy, it deals more with the the physical side of things, you know, who we are here. When it gets to etheric, that is the entranceway, the gateway to the heavens. That, that is where we can be to create our heaven on earth reality. So I use the chakras very, very much in my practice because there's a sacred geometry symbol. It's called the Vesca Pisces. And it looks very much like two wedding rings that are linked or two circles that are linked. We typically see it when it's going horizontal, but if you flip it when it's vertical, 
So the circles are going up and down. That would be a beautiful image of your physical heart chakra, as I call it, and your etheric heart chakra linking back up, helping you to create your heavenly desires in this reality. So I absolutely use the chakras within all of my practice because when I see clients, as an example, long-term clients, they fill out a form. And there's a lot of, you know, not really secret questions, but questions that aren't very typical. So it really gets them to answer in a much more truthful manner. And I, from those, I can quickly glean what chakras are more unbalanced because all of ours are always unbalanced depending what we're we're doing. Like right now, we're chatting on air. So very much about throat chakra, power, heart, all of that. But there's also a little bit of that root chakra going on. How safe am I to share all that I want to share on air? So all of the chakras support each one. Because if I'm not feeling 100% safe to be me at this moment, I would be stuttering. I wouldn't be able to laugh along with you and carry on, which is you're pretty much a complete stranger. We've just been chatting on and off throughout today. So a new person. But because I am safe to be me, that root chakra, it's allowing me to chat very openly in a very heartfelt manner with you. So chakra work has a complete connection to all of the things I do. Well, thanks a lot for that amazing explanation. You're welcome. You mentioned that the chakras are essentially energy portals, Mm -hmm. but you also introduced us to two new chakras as compared to the seven chakras Mm -hmm. that are more commonly discussed. You spoke about the earth star chakra which is six inches uh, below the feet and you clarified that being rooted doesn't really mean stuck up it really means developing a connection right a stronger connection maybe to the earth uh, which is uh, which has so many healing properties as well and you spoke to us about the etheric heart chakra which is different from the green uh, physical heart chakra that Again, is very common among the seven chakras. Right. Uh, but uh, as you mentioned, the etheric heart chakra actually creates that gateway. So thanks for that clarification. Oh, you're welcome. Now, you've written the book called Ask Formations. So my question is, what exactly are Ask Formations? So Ask Formations, it's A-S-K-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, are positive present tense questions. Another way to put it, they're affirmations those positive present tense statements in the form of a question. So a beautiful affirmation is, I am at peace. Beautiful to you know, become more mindful, but because we're so busy, right? We're under a lot of stress. We love multitasking because we're human. We think we have to do these things. But if I'm using a mantra that, or affirmation that says, I am at peace, ego jumps in and goes, oh, really? Really? You're so at peace right now, huh? How are you doing? What's going on? And your mind starts flitting all over the place. And, you know, it's like these little puffy clouds going, ooh, shiny in any given moment. But we strive to have this peace. So we start getting frustrated with this beautiful affirmation of I am at peace. And we start arguing with ourselves. So instead of making a statement, which is how the ego argues, we would say, why am I so at peace? Because when we ask any question, the ego can't argue with that. Think about it, AJ. We don't argue with questions. We argue with statements. That's exactly what the ego does. So an ask formation is a positive present tense question. My favorite one, 
one everybody in the whole wide world can use, and I do it every day, is why is it safe for me to be me? The more we feel comfortable with ourselves, the less we care about what others think. And it's not that we're being, you know, silly and don't care. It's that we realize that we're not here to make everybody happy. We realize we can't make everybody happy. So it's best to be ourselves so we can attract the people that understand us the best. And when we start doing things like that, we go after what we really want, what we really desire versus what we think, there's that word again, what we're supposed to have. So thanks a lot for that clarification. You mentioned that affirmations are positive and present tense, but ask affirmations are poised as a question. And the problem with a normal uh, affirmation, as you mentioned, is that the ego jumps in. And that's so true. When you say that I am feeling good right now, maybe your ego jumps in and says, are you really feeling good? Or Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, the classic is, you know, why can I ever make ends meet? Or I am abundant and the ego jumps in and it's laughing its cute little butt off. And it goes, oh, really? What does your checkbook say right now? You're really, you're, you're abundant. You're sure about that now? And you, but you're affirming, you're, you know, you're tr- trying to put that energy out there that you are abundant in all different areas of your life but before you know it the ego's got you hanging your head in shame so asking it instead of stating it is much much more powerful i mean i've had phenomenal results my clients my customers have had fantastic results to the point uh ask formations initially was self-published but it has been picked up by a publishing house and is due for releasement in early spring of 2016. So very, very excited. Mm-hmm. I love the power of a question because a question, as you mentioned, allows you to bask in the warmth of that thought without any disturbance, without any interference so that you can actually go after what you want. And I love the powerful question that you stated a while back, why is it safe to be me? That's really empowering. Thanks a lot for sharing. Oh, my pleasure. So my question is, how did you come up with this name, Ask Formation? Is there a story behind it? (laughs) (laughs) How long do we have? Um, Yes, yes, there is a story behind it. So Mm -hmm. how Ask Formations came to be, we had a young man living with us for a while and just imagine something bad and it had probably truly had happened to him literally no country would claim him and that's a long story in itself Um, he was totally convinced that the world was out to get him so he best screw it first so he had become in his very short 21 years on on this earth very adept of manipulating mm-hmm. and stealing and but of course it was always everybody else's fault and like I said he ended up living with us for a while and because I work from home I became his built-in counselor so him not being my biological child I was able to step back from his drama and not make it as much as my own so I would notice you know how all these things he was stating were coming true you know mm-hmm. it's an affirmation but on the opposite side of the coin, you know, basically his, his biggest one was life sucks. Um, so, but yet he constantly confirmed it by everything that happened. He was changing jobs quicker than more people would have in his, in their entire life. 
and it was always somebody else's fault. And he was projecting out how things would go. So I tried to get him to switch the words around to positive statements, you know, an affirmation. Starting with, you know, I have a great job. He would go, I have a great job. And he'd look at me, roll his eyes and go, you happy? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that's not going to be very effective. And I really began to pay attention to what he was asking. You know, he would say things, AJ, like, why is life so difficult? Why can't I ever keep a job? You know, all these things. And every time he would ask a question like that, it would come true. Mm -hmm. So I went, hmm, to self let's switch this around again. So it's an affirmation, as we stated, it's a statement. So instead of affirming, stating, we are going to ask. So hence we got ask formations. I got him to switch the questions around. And that, this is the beauty of it, of ask formations. You don't look for the answer. In fact, you're encouraged not to look for the answer. Mm-hmm. And the universe supplies it for you. And at last, I heard from him, he had had the same job for many, many months. In fact, I think over a year, which is a new world's record, was very happy in a relationship and just had a daughter. So someone who was very negative, convinced the world was out to get him, has now turned his life around. And one of the reasons is, I can't say it's the only reason, but one of the reasons is he's we were able to get him to get him to rethink his thought patterns, rewire them using ask formations. And that, if I can take someone like that and see the results that he has seen, I can only imagine what it can do for someone that isn't as troubled as he was. So that in itself is the beautiful true story in a very cliff note type of version. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, listeners. It's all about the law of attraction. Whatever you believe in, whatever words you use, things get attracted towards you. And it's not only positive, but as your story, Chris, negative stuff as well gets attracted towards you. So it's not about worrying how you're going to get whatever you want to get, whatever your goals are, your objectives are, your dream is. Uh, but it's just about changing your thought patterns, using the right words, using, using the right questions, and just believing. Exactly. And it's not even that you have to believe, AJ. It's just asking, you know, because sometimes, why is it so easy for me to find my perfect parking spot? That typically happens pretty quick. But why is it so easy to have my dream job, my perfect job, can take a bit longer to line up. So everything is perfect for you. You know, your perfect salary, co-workers, boss, location, benefits, and everything else and in between. Why is it so easy for me to have my perfect mate? Could take, could. We can manifest in 30 seconds or less, but we don't think we can because some things are just so deeply embedded. It can take a bit. So you give the time. You give it time to unfold, and that's part of the beauty of the, of the ride. You know, we get caught up. Well, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to happen because it's not happening already. But then you, if you just take a quick breather and metaphorically turn around and go, wow, I really have come a long way. Let's give this some more time to come true. It's, it really is magic in the making. And one of the cool things that's happened to me and, and to other clients, I've literally have gotten taller. I am now 5'9". I've been 5'8 most of my adult life. In fact, I started to shrink. I am now 5'9". 
for a, more more than a year, uh, documented at the doctor. And it's not because all of a sudden I'm doing something different physically. I sit in ballet for 11 years. You know, I do yoga. You know, I know good posture. So it wasn't that I've done something new. It's just I am feeling more comfortable to be me. I've lost count of how many people have mentioned, you've gotten taller. Or, wow, you're so tall. How'd you get to be so tall? I love watching you walk. You know, all these different things that just link back to I'm comfortable being me now. I'm safe to be me, and I love it. And that's my biggest wish for everybody, that they feel comfortable to be them. Because when you feel comfortable to be you, there's no agenda. You know, you're not out to get somebody. You're not out to surpass anybody. You're not out to hurt anybody. You're out to be you. And so many things that happen in our world now, unfortunately, those not nice things, would begin to cease because people would feel more comfortable with themselves and cease to put the blame elsewhere and in essence hurt other people in, in, in the long run. Now, from what you say, there are numerous benefits to ask for missions. Mm-hmm. How does one incorporate this practice into his or her daily routine? What is the best time of the day to recite or read these ask for mission questions out? And is there something a person needs to keep in mind before embarking in this practice? Oh, See, you're overthinking this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you, you, you ask the question whenever, when, the, the bottom line, whenever something is not going in your direction, take a step back, ask yourself, what am I saying or asking in connection to this? And you'll find out that we have a whole lot of anxiety or fear or something is certainly not happy in connection with this event that when we can take that step back and flip it around to a positive question, it starts to go smoothly again. As an example, we had a get-together here a little over a year ago, and two women were coming down from Massachusetts to Virginia, where we live, and they were connecting at another airport. One was there, the other was delayed, and they were starting to fret and worry. And I said, oh, why is it so easy for me to get on the next plane? Mm-hmm. They cracked up because 10 minutes later, everything was smoothed out and they were on the plane. It can happen that fast. So it's think about what you're saying or asking. Like I said, odds are it's not going to be very happy mm-hmm. slash positive. So then switch what you're saying into a positive format. There's nothing that you know, you, it doesn't have to be the first thing in the morning. It doesn't have to be the last thing at night. It can be on both. It can be every time you get to a red light, you use your ask formations to help you focus. Because when we use an ask formation, one of the things it does, it sends out the message to the universe, I'm being more aware. I'm being more conscientious and conscious about my life. I am actively desiring this in my life right now. So why is it safe for me to be me? Talk about that. By just asking that, you are sending out the message, I'm ready to be me. I'm ready to shine like nobody else because nobody else is like me. I'm ready to be articulate. I'm ready to be artistic. I'm ready to be whatever it is that you want, truly want to be for you. I'm ready to be loved. I'm ready to be healthy. All of those things wrap up into why is it safe for me to be me? Yeah, because as you know, AJ, when our chakras become really unbalanced for long periods of times, illness can happen to the very big C, you know, cancer. And it's not saying that, you know, we're all responsible. And that's a long conversation in itself, but it can be. There are aspects of us that 
we're not comfortable in sharing. So let me share this one little story with you. I had a client years ago who came to me and she had, oh gosh, I think uterine cancer. And being in, being intuitive, I asked her when the sexual abuse had happened. And she looked at me and her mouth dropped because she hadn't told me. And she goes, you are the fourth person to know. The man that did it, me, my husband, and now you. She had been holding it close for over 30 years. So think about this. She was sexually abused. She ended up getting uterine cancer. So it's not saying everyone that gets uterine cancer was sexually abused, but for her personal case, it's not a surprise. So had she been allowed to give herself permission to heal from that, she may not have ever gotten it. So we worked on that. We worked on the forgiveness aspect. She was literally able to go up to this man because he was a relative, forgive him in person, and her cancer went into remission. So action takers, I am going to try this out too, but the next time you realize that you are in a stressful situation or a pressure situation, take a step back, think about your thoughts, switch those thoughts into a positive question and give yourself the permission to get closer to your goal. Now, Chris, staying on the very same topic of vibrations and energy as well, you're a licensed crystal therapist. So could you talk to us about the healing properties of crystals? Oh, sure. Uh, that's that's a whole course. <laughs> but, but crystals do have energy. So what is, when you think of the crystal or the gemstone ruby, AJ, what do you typically think of? Or do you think anything about ruby? When I think about ruby, uh, what comes to my mind is, is, is red, right? So it's more like the root chakra. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So a lot of crystals will have that definite link to you know, color association to the, sock, the chakra the chakra it's most closely associated with however we don't have a pink chakra but so when you think of rose quartz does anything come to mind uh, well i have a rose quartz actually and it's the heart chakra am i correct yes it is <laughs> but rose quartz is the premier stone of self-love mm-hmm The more we love ourselves, the more we give ourselves permission to receive what we really desire. So it's the crystals all have a variety of properties. So clear quartz is another lovely one. So think about it. What shock would you think that would be associated with? The clear quartz? Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not completely sure. Maybe if you could uh, provide that answer. (laughs) Thank you for your honesty. So clear quartz will go with another chakra we haven't discussed yet, and that is your soul star chakra. So that's about six inches above your head. Mm -hmm. And the soul star chakra is clear. So clear encompasses all colors, but yet none. So it is clear quartz is often called the master crystal because it's one of the few that you can actually program to help you through a specific event or lifestyle change in your life. So let's say you were a cigarette smoker and you wanted to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. You could find a clear quartz crystal that would be definitely could help you specifically to overcome the addiction to cigarettes. So if that is something you desire, it's always important to find the crystal that's best for you. Now, they're great to be found in person, but like I mentioned, we live on an island and we're pretty uh, remote. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of crystal shopping on eBay. So you're going with how the crystal kind of shines to you. you So if you're there in person and those that have... 
use your sight first. Which ones are you drawn to? Which colors, which crystal feels good to you? Mm-hmm. And then that leads you right there. Which one feels good? Is it, does it feel like, eh, it's a rock? Well, then that one's not for you. Mm-hmm. But if it just kind of makes you feel something, it could be a great one to work with you. Whether you understand its meaning or not. And that's where the fun comes in. Let's say you, you oh my gosh, I just love this green calcite. And, but you have no idea why you got it. Well, then you go home and you look up why green calcite is so cool. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, now I get it. Now that I understand why. <laughs> right? You know, so you, you go in with how it looks. Because yeah. you know, we're, we're a very visual society. But then you go with how it feels. Mm-hmm. And then that, and then, then finding out why you chose it. Oh, that's kind of cool. So what you mentioned sort of reminded me of that phrase or that saying that you don't choose a crystal, but the crystal chooses you. And it's so interesting that you mentioned that the clear quartz has to do with lifestyle change. So there you go, listeners. 2016 is coming soon. We're all going to make some new year resolutions, some plans, some uh, goals that we want to set for achieving in the new year. So you know what crystal might be good for you. Oh, gosh. I'll be working a lot with rose quartz still. I have a big crystal grid underneath our bed. So we receive love while we sleep. Um, so continue to work on that because self-love, it's, it's an epidemic. You know, we all could love ourselves a whole lot more. It's, we, we have an ego, so we might as well get over it. We have ego. And until, as long as we have ego going to you and telling us how crappy or unworthy we are, there are always going to be parts of us that we could love more. So definitely rose quartz is still going to be there. And then I have my go to my tried and true. I love my tiger's eye. I love my tiger iron. Uh, my clear quartz. I have a. I've got a beautiful cluster on my desk. So it, it just all depends what I'm working on. I'm finishing up my third book, so I have the various crystals around me. In fact, I have a beautiful uh, rose quartz carved bowl that is filled with crystal shards. So there's all sorts of crystals going on in there. So I have them all with me, literally, right next to me. You know, to my computer, I've got a fulgurite on top, and the shards are. There's everything in there. There's garnets, carnelian, turquoise, brown tourmaline, clear quartz. Oh, yeah, there's some rose quartz in there. There's also oh, there's a labradorite. So there's all sorts of shards in this one bowl, So it, which is lovely because it's constantly helping me stay focused and balanced when I sit down to work. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, one of my favorite crystals is definitely the labradorite because not only of how it looks, but because of the story behind it. Uh, what I've heard is according to the ancient Inuits, one fine day, many thousands of years back, uh, the northern lights or the aurora borealis simply disappeared. And all the elders were wondering, where did the light go? So what they did was they called up and summoned their most brave warrior and asked him to go and find out where the northern lights are. And he searched for many days, which transitioned into months and years, but he just couldn't find that light until one day, in the dark, he could see some light shining in a distance. And he went closer and he realized that it's actually a rock, but the northern lights are stuck or captured within the rock. So what he did was he took out his uh, warrior sword and he broke that rock. And as soon as he did that, the northern lights were restored. It went back into the sky, but a part of the lights were still in that stone. And that's the 
Labradorite. And that's why it's so beautiful. When you look at it in the sun, it looks as if you're staring right into the sky, into the universe, into the Aurora Borealis. So thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I, and I had never heard that story. I, oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. No, that's an amazing story. I'm going to remember that one. That's so beautiful. And you're right. We, we were at a show this past year, and I actually I found a green calcite. They were uh, in a booth right behind us. Fell in love with it. And my husband fell in love with the Labradorite. So that at that, by the end of the show, they gave us a very good price on both. So they are now both on our dresser. And I do. I love waking up to see the Labradorite and the way this one happens to shine. Depending on how the light's hitting it or what position I'm in, I, I see a heart glowing from it. So it's an extra special one for me. Mm-hmm. So based on what you've shared till now, you've changed the lives of numerous people around the world. So what has been your most inspiring client or student healing story till date? I would have to go back with the one I shared earlier. Even though she was, she took a leap of faith with me, I was just starting out. But that is one of the stories that is most poignant to me, is to see a woman to forgive someone who did something very horrific to her and to be so gentle on herself to love herself more to allow herself to heal to the point that her cancer went into remission that's the one that is certainly more the most poignant for me i've seen many other clients Mm -hmm. and like i mentioned we do a lot of shows across the country mostly on the east coast and my husband travels frequently with me so he sees the clients as the end result and at one point he says you made another one cry that's not a good thing i said no it's actually Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing when they cry they're really listening they know they've been heard they know where they can go next and they know they're loved and that you know I've had many, many clients have those kind of results. And it's a beautiful thing. So it's not that I like to go out and make people cry. That sounds kind of mean. But but when they do, I know that they've allowed themselves to be heard and they've allowed themselves to listen so they can become more empowered. You know, when I hear things like that, when I get little thank you notes from clients and, you know, periodically I'll even get a gift in the mail. And and it's not about that, but it's that they take the time to tell me how much something has, you know, one session has changed their life. That makes me feel good. And that makes me go, yeah, we're, no, we're helping a lot of people here. And that's kind of what it's all about. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that inspirational story. You're welcome. And with that, we've reached the health tip around, during which our guests share one health tip that can be implemented right away. So what's that one tip that you can share with our audience? The first thing that comes to mind, AJ, is to get rid of artificial sweetener. Mm-hmm. It's called artificial for a reason. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good thing, people. It's really, really, really bad. <laughs> um, it's been known to cause so many different things. And you're, you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not losing weight. It's been proven to help you gain weight. My husband was consuming it for a bit, stopped. I think he lost five pounds within the first week of stopping that my sister unfortunately incurred major migraines because she was addicted to diet coke for years and as a result had migraines 
and will still periodically get a migraine. I think her body's still detoxing from all the crap she consumed at one point, which is rather ironic because she's so very health focused now. But oh, please, just please get rid of the artificial sweeteners. Um, that's that's a physical thing. If you wanted to do something that was more spiritually minded, go connect with nature. Nature is one of our biggest gifts. You don't have to go on a drive. You don't have to go anywhere special. Just go out your front door. Go look at a tree. You'll, you'll see lots of amazing things you may never have seen before. And that will help fuel your soul like you may not have remembered for quite a while. You know, look at the world through the childlike eyes. It's a health tip. It sounds very spiritual, but it's a very big health tip. When you have that innocence, you can look at the world anew again, which includes yourself. You take better care of yourself. Well, thanks a lot for that. Now, a Chinese proverb reads, the gem cannot be polished without friction, nor man perfected without trials. And with that, we are now entering the challenge round. So, Chris, tell us about a time when you faced a major challenge or a barrier and tell us about the situation that you were in and then how did you approach that challenge? Oh, that's kind of easy. So, at the time, we weren't living where we currently live full time. And it's a very conservative area. And one of my Reiki students says, you know, you ought to get a business license to work out of your house. And I said, okay, me being a good doobie, I said, sure. Well, they charged me an exorbitant amount for a business license to work out of our home. And after a year and a half, I kind of figured they weren't going to give it to me. And they decided that I needed to be part of the town meeting. Well, a couple of the churches got up in arms, and they had counseled the congregation to speak out against what I was going to do, which was simply, you know, seeing clients for energy treatments at that time, in addition to doing what I would at the time would call angel readings. So I went up and I said my piece. I was very confident. I felt very good. In fact, my neighbor had went to his first and only town council meeting was that one so he could support me because I had given his wife many energy treatments uh, before she died just to make her feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. so I get up and I say my piece I sit down older woman got up and basically saying only God can work help you or tell you who your guardian angel is anybody else is working with the devil and I share that part of the story because she was the aunt of my Reiki student so mm-hmm. he's in the back laughing, saying, she doesn't even have a computer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's no way she went on your website to see any of this. She was told what to say. And, and, and it just went down from there. It was just, that was just, so yes, they did not give it to me. <laughs> I lost the money. And how I overcame it, I just, and then I, it was ironic. I, one of the town council members was uh, doing acupuncture as part of his medical practice at the time. So I went to see him shortly after the meeting and he was amazed. He says, I cannot believe there is no anger in you. He says, it was abysmal how they treated you. It was horrible. He says, but there's no anger. He said, I said, how about disbelief? He goes, oh yeah, there's a lot of that. I said, yeah, I go, I am just really surprised at the fear, how deep the fear can be in some people. So how I overcame it was to Give thanks for the big lesson because it was a very big eye opener on how fearful some people can be about what they can't see, feel, taste, or touch, those major senses, and learn how to speak 
more at where people are more comfortable. So as an example, the very same Reiki student, he could never say Reiki in front of another aunt, but he could say, may I pray with you? And she was very comfortable with that. He was giving her Reiki, but he used the word that she was comfortable with. So that was that was my big lesson is, you know, you may be a leader of whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's accounting, angel work, chakras, embroidery, woodworking, it doesn't matter. But if you come across as being the all-powerful Wizard of Oz, you intimidate people. But if you can meet them where they're comfortable and bring them on a beautiful journey, then they then you have a greater impact. Well, thanks a lot for sharing this story with us. You're welcome. Your story proves that challenges are just temporary. Oh, absolutely. And with that, we are now moving on to the next portion of our show. And this portion of our show, this round, is called Finding Your True Purpose Round. Because we discuss uh, your story about how you found your calling uh, and uh, whether you're living your life's true calling at this moment or not. But before that, I have a quote to share uh, by Helen Keller. And she said that, When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that is opened for us. So my question to you is, have you found your calling? And if yes, what is your calling? Oh, yes, I have found my calling. Um, Let me back up a little bit. When I was in seventh grade, our guidance counselor came in and he went around the room asking everybody what they wanted to be when they grew up. And Out of my mouth, I blurted, I wanted to be a psychologist. Now, there is no psychologists or psychiatrists in my family. So it was something that was certainly out of the norm. So I've always had this yearn to help. I I did not go to school for psychology. I went to school for something else because times changed. And But I'm doing now what I love. I'm not going to call it psychologist. I still don't have that doctorate, but I am helping people. But I'm helping people the way I want to, you know, through spirituality, through energy, through chakra work, the angelic realm, jewelry, books, candy, all of my product line is there. All of everything could be a tool at the very core. So I'm absolutely doing what I love now. Will it stop at this exact moment? No, because as I continue to feel safe to be me, New aspects of me emerge, which means my books will hopefully will become more profound. I can inspire and empower more people depending what I unleash next. So as I continue to feel more comfortable, I can help others do the same. So it's interesting that as a child, you had that yearning to help people. And it sort of reminded me of the difference between means goals versus end goals. Your end goal Uh, It seems as if you wanted to help people. And at that point, the means that you thought of was as a psychologist. But as you grew older, the end goal was still the same. The end goal was to help people. But the means you identified new means based on where you were at that point, at your situation, you identified different means to achieve the same goals that you had as a child by doing other things. So thanks a lot for sharing. Exactly. My pleasure. So based on your story, it's clear that you are living your life's purpose at this point. So what is that one moment? That one moment that you can share with our listeners beyond which you are pretty sure that this is what you were meant to do. So let's go back in time and hear that story. (laughs) That's oh boy. There are so many age day. I, I can't It's just a constant affirmation. I I don't remember the exact yes 
this is it. Uh, it was my coming back to me was a blossoming and continues to be a blossoming. I don't think that flower is fully bloomed yet, but it was, it was an unfolding. It's an adventure. It's in a journey. But as an example, I was really good in business in high school. I really don't like business, <laughs> but, but I was really good at it, but it didn't mean it was my passion. I really love gardening, but it doesn't mean I want to be a professional landscaper. I thought about it for a bit, but I don't want to. Because just because something you're good at or brings you joy doesn't mean that's your life passion. My life passion is spirituality. My life passion is inspiring and empowering others. So how I have chosen to go about it is a reflection of who I am. I could have gone to school or could still go to school and get a doctor to become a psychologist, a doctor of psychology. But that's not what motivates me right now. You know, to go and get that piece of paper that says I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm certified in many things. I'm licensed in a, in a few things. But it, it's, it helps, but it doesn't truly reflect. It's when I've taken all those studies and I've let them marinate. So then I can re-execute them with my flavor. So, you know, they're, they're angel chatterfied. You know, it's a reflection of who I am. So when people come to see me, they understand how I operate. They understand I have a really quirky sense of humor, that I use humor to get my point across when I give lectures. They understand that I'm genuine. I don't have to tell them I'm genuine. They know I am. So it's just, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I really can't give you one, like, yep, that's the time that I decided that this was it. I can't because there isn't one. It's just been a, a building block of, it's constantly there, but it's always the, the path is it always easy? No. You know, you know, we all have different life adventures to become more empowered, but the path is always going forward. You know, I, do I look over and, gee, wonder what if? There are a few, but not many. There are not many of those. I've, I've come to terms and I've let those rest and I've given great thanks for those adventures and I've moved on because you're right. When that door opens, it's up to us to step through. Thank you, Helen Keller. That's that's what it's about, to step through and embrace it and go, I'm here. Let's go. Well, that is indeed inspiring. Thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we've reached the wisdom round, which is today's final round. During this round, I will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Great. So what is the best advice you have ever received? Be yourself. Don't be me. Don't be anybody else. Be yourself. So could you name a personal habit that contributes to your well-being? Personal habit that contributes to my well-being is daily self-care of me. And it, it varies. It can be a walk with my dog, a two to three mile walk. It can be a very luxurious bubble bath. It can be saying, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to go take a nap. It's the, it's the daily self-care because, and that applies to us all. The more... When we take care of ourselves, the world and the universe notices and treats us accordingly. So the more I take care of me, the more it's reflected back of me, right? Law of attraction. Like attracts like. True. So what is your morning ritual like? Could you describe the first two hours of your day? <laughs> I have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I make myself. I'm serious. I do. I have my morning cappuccino that I make with our, my, my, my beautiful little Aeropress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a quick check in with the gang, as I call the angels. You know, what's going on today? What do I need to focus on? So I have a uh, great 
group on Facebook called Angel Chatter, and I post what I call the daily. So it's today's angel message. So that's my connection in is it quiets my mind. I tap in with the angels and I put out the message and, you know, it correlates with one of the cards in my card deck. So the card will come up. This is what they want to focus on. And it might like today, I think was music, but even though it's the card message will stay the same because it's in print, the message on how it's being interpreted for the day often shifts. So it's always kind of fun and see what they want to say. Because when I type the messages up, it's just, it's a pure channeled information. Um, and then after that, you know, for the first two hours, that's kind of it right there. You know, I wake up, I do a quick little meditation. I give thanks. I, actually, before I even get out of bed, I give thanks. I do a, uh, a morning energetic cleanse before I get out of bed. Come downstairs, make my coffee, uh, take Gabby for a walk, and then I'll do the dailies. And that's, that's my two hours right there. Mm-hmm. So what is that one book that has made a significant impact on your life? Ooh, gosh, there are so many. The first, one of the first ones that comes to mind is The Alchemist. I read it many, many years ago. Great book about how we, law of attraction, we are all alchemists. We are all creating magic in our life. Uh, and then there are others, you know, there are some that I just read purely for fun. Gone with the Wind is a great book. It's just, it's a great book. You know, there's, there's no, there's so many metaphors and, and you know, hidden storylines going on, but I just enjoy reading the book. Uh, I'm reading the Dalai Lama's life right now. So it's, it all varies. It, it depends what is motivating me at the moment. Do I need a complete escapism? Do I need a beach read? Something silly? Or do I, am I looking more metaphysical and more uplifting? Um, so they all, they all change. Um. I look for books that are uplifting and that do have that message of perseverance. That would probably be the common theme through the books that I all like, that I really enjoy and recommend. There's that theme of perseverance, the overcoming of a life adventure, as I would call it, to become a better reflection of who you are. You know, so from, from Anne Frank's book, Again, a very great book, very sad book, but on how she was able to make the best out of the worst of times. You know, so there's, there's all different kinds of books I like to read. So Action Takers, the links to the resources are in the show notes. So Chris, it was great chatting with you today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for. How can we find you online? And then we'll say goodbye. I am so grateful that our connection finally stayed good. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so what all of you don't know, this is about our fourth try for the show. Uh, the internet kept uh, blowing out, and it's probably on my end due to the uh, the winds we have here today. So I am very, very grateful for that. I had a lovely chat with you, and I truly mean that. And people can find me at my website, angelchatter.com. My name is Chris Alexandria, as you have said, so you can find me under that name on Facebook. You are all welcome to join our closed group on Facebook called Angel Chatter, and we keep it closed so it stays sacred space. So what is said and shared in chatter stays in chatter. It's an amazing group of people. And I've just started another group. It is open, but it's called Love It Forward. There have been so many 
not nice things happening on in the world and so many people are just blasting it out there it's like you know let's 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 take it back a few notches and let's focus on love a little bit more so it's going to be a challenge literally to you know it's do you pick up the challenge and promise to you know put out 14 days of topics posts on all of your social media that pertains to love so let's kind of spread the love around and that's it social media facebook is is my big one AJ, thank you so much for having me on. I have enjoyed our conversation so, so very much. Well, there you go, action takers. What we discussed today was just like the tip of the iceberg. We discussed some really awesome insights, stories, and concepts. But if you want to know more, then obviously head on to angelchatter.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-C-H-A-T-T-E-R.com. And you'll find much more uh, than what we've discussed today. So, Chris, thank you for coming on our show today, sharing your wisdom and insights and taking our listeners one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you. It was my great pleasure. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.